Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Matthew 8 and 5. Let's start off where we left off. Did you get something out of last night? Yeah. Right. So tonight I'm just going to build off that, okay? Matthew 8 and 5, we talked about the Roman centurion. And I, I want to start there because I think that's um was really helpful. Okay? Because I want I want to go over what God gave us and then we can build it off there because I got a couple of places. I want you to see something. Okay. So the whole key to this thing is we gotta almost recap just a little bit and then we'll move forward. I'm not gonna keep you all night. Okay. You gotta realize everything about this authority is going right back to Genesis, okay? So let, maybe we'll go there. Go to Genesis 1. We'll go, let, let's just take you there for a minute. Because Genesis chapter 1 is going to help you see this, and then we can go look at that Roman centurion. This Roman centurion is very, very important. The only problem with the Roman centurion is I got to see what God's saying to me, okay? So if you start with like Genesis 1.26, that'll probably be the best place for us to start. I want you to take a look at this, and you know, y'all know these scriptures, Okay? Uh, we could even start a little bit. God, yeah, 126 is good. Start with Genesis 126. That's great. Everybody look at it. Let's kind of just pull it in for ourselves, okay? Because this is big. So this is the beginning. Everybody say the beginning. beginning. This is how God wanted it, okay? He wanted to give you authority and dominion for the earth. Is that all right? Okay? Because he, he made earth for you. Now, we all don't understand all that, like, you know, you get all these questions that I don't, I'm not that smart, I can't answer them, you know what I mean? Like, what was before this, and, you know, in the beginning it was just God, was, just notice, in the beginning there was nothing but God, darkness covered the face of the earth, God spoke, light came, things happened, it started moving, Amen. you know what I mean? Let's not try to get there, because everybody's like, because like, I've even heard, you know, like, stuff that was like, yeah, okay, well, where, where, where was the fall of Lucifer? You know what I mean? Obviously, we didn't hear much about that. We just heard Isaiah prophesied about what happened. But we started in Genesis chapter 1. I guess that's what God wants us to know. You know what I mean? I don't need to go nowhere the word of God can't lead me, so I don't go there. So why bother? You know what I mean? Because like, how did he, he was in heaven. He talks about getting cast down, but we don't have a real great account of what was going on. Because obviously, he was the highest angel there was. So he was ruling something to get cast out of heaven when he said, I want to exalt myself above the throne of God. So what did that hierarchy look like? I have no idea and I don't want to know. I got enough stuff to think about. Let's just roll. Genesis 1.26. Look, look what he said that we do know. And God said, let us make man in our image. Now stop right there. God said, let us. Who's the us? Him and the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost was with him in the beginning. Okay? You got to understand this. Jesus came to the earth later. Jesus was in God. Hello? The Holy Ghost was in God. But the Holy Ghost was hovering to create what God spoke. So in the beginning, it was God and the Holy Spirit. He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. Stop right there. Write this down. The devil's going to fight you on image and likeness more than anything. He does not want you to ever see the image and likeness of what you've been made. That's why he's always showing you pictures of your past. Because he wants you to be labeled with your fallen state and never see yourself in a glorious position. You know what I'm saying? As I joker wants to tell you who you were, you tell him who you are. You know what I mean? And then say, this is good because remember I told you a long time ago, every time you're walking, God's washing. So you never leave, you never leave perpetual cleansing and righteousness. Never because you never really, you, this is really crazy, man. This is like me. This is my wacky thinking, so just roll with me, okay? You never really move forward, and you can't go backwards. It's the craziest thing. Like, like check this out. Like, this is going to sound wacky, but you'll get it, right? So, I, like, time's ticking, right? Let's just do ticking, right? Like, bing, bing, every, 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 every second, Okay, I can't step into the next second and I can't go back in the last second. I'm just in this second. 
I know, I know that chrono- it's, but I can't get there until it shows up. And I can't go back. So you're just stuck in now. <laughs> that stupid devil's like, hey, let's go back 20 years and see you. Why? I'm not there. Yeah, you did it. No, but I'm not there no more. And God only sees you in now because faith is now. So you start taking to God like, hey, what about that? God's like, I don't even know what you're talking about because I'm continually in now and you're redeemed right now and salvation is now and you're righteous right now and you ain't never left now. So right now, you're in a glorified state and forgiven. And when you step in the next step, you're forgiven there. So get out of that. Understand perpetual washing because of righteousness. So you say, oh, Pastor, you give me a license. No, I'm not. You're redeemed. You're free. So what's the enemy try to do? Rob your image and likeness and never wanting you to see who you really are. That's what he said. Because remember in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, he said this. He said, the God of this world tries to blind their minds. At least the light, this light of this image, this image can be seen. That's why lost people can't get saved yet. They can't see a glimpse of the image. That's why you got to share light. You know what I'm saying? And you get glimpses and stuff. But look what he said. This is good stuff. Let us make man in my image and likeness and after our likeness and let them have dominion. I've been trying to tell Jerry, this is why I ain't catch no fish when he goes fishing. Because I go, as soon as I get in the boat, I tell the fish in the ocean, this is how I do it. Do you want me to, you, you verify, clarify if I'm lying. I get on the boat, as soon as I get on the boat, I go, in the middle of the ocean, hey fish, I want you to know I have dominion over you. Him and Luca think I'm crazy, but it works. Hey, fish, I want to let you know, I already know when I got out here, I have dominion over you, and you got to bite my hook, stay on it, and get in the boat, in Jesus' name. I'm, I'm, I'm getting good at it. I'm getting better at it, right? Why? Because I got dominion over fish in the sea. All you guys like to shoot birds, and don't call it PETA, or whatever the pet, PETA, whatever that dumb thing is. I don't know what those people are about. I'm not killing nothing, right? And like, look. You have dominion over the fallow there. Shoot stuff. I got buddies, they like shooting birds, whatever, right? I don't know. I just like eating chicken. Or over the fallow there and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. What was that? Charles Caps used to say, hey, you should get excited. You got dominion over creeps. <laughs> Amen? That was his one-liner. Remember that? He said that all the time. You got dominion over creeps. <laughs> you got dominion over creepy things. Come on, man. Come on. You got dominion. That's what the Bible says. Look right here. And God created man in his own image. And in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God did what? Now watch this. God blessed them. Okay? Now watch this. The blessing empowered them to prosper. So he gave him dominion, and then he gave him the blessing. The blessing was the force of favor to change man's life forever. Blessing them, God said, be fruitful. Now the blessing makes you fruitful. The blessing multiplies you. The blessing gives you the ability to replenish the earth. Now watch these terminology. Be what? Fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, subdue it. He told you, get in this earth and dominate it. Replenish it. You have the ability to, to produce anything after its own kind. The law of reciprocity means apples produce what? Apples. Oranges produce what? Come on, man. You produce. You produce. In the seed is the ability to create the fruit from the seed. He gave you the seed of the word of God. You can create anything. He said, subdue it. Everybody say, subdue it. Subdue it. That was God's idea. Yeah. Right? And have dominion. Woo, I like that word. Right? God's talking big. Right? Have dominion and do everything you want. And God said, now let me just read the whole thing, 28, right? And God said he blessed them. 
and have dominion over the fish of the sea, fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And God said, look, 29, I gave you every herb-bearing seed. You got that? The seed has the capacity to produce of itself, which is upon all the face of the earth. Every tree, the fruit of the tree, the yielding of the tree, you shall have. Every beast. And God saw that everything he made was great. Okay? So he gives you dominion. Okay, now watch this. So man in the fall, that's why we go back to this. This is, this is how you get it, right? Because we did the blessing. What do you mean the blessing? The blessing was the Eden-like condition that God had for you in the garden with the dominion. So your beginning days with God started like this. You got dominion, you got the blessing, you got the power, you got Eden-like conditions. The minute man gets driven out because of Adam's high treason of sin, he loses the blessing and he loses the dominion. You all right with this? You pulling this in? Now, we understand what Galatians chapter 3 is talking about, where he says in Galatians 3.13, you want to see it? Pop it up there, King James, they'll see this, okay? Because now the curse hit the earth, okay? So this earth's cursed, and the curse didn't leave the earth. You understand this? We, we override the curse that's in the earth because of the blessing of God that's upon our life. Christ, read it. Christ redeemed me from the curse of law, being made what? A curse for us, for it is written, curses everyone that hangeth on a tree. Right? Crucifixion. Look at the next verse. That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentile. Gentile. What do you mean the blessing of Abraham? The blessing of Abraham is the blessing from Eden. He's putting it back. Got it? What, what blessing? The blessed Genesis chapter 1. What was the blessing? Deuteronomy 28. Bless the city, bless the field, bless when you come, bless when you go. You hear? You know what I'm saying? What is he saying? Pop it up there, let me see it, please. Blessed Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Okay, I like that. Blessed Abraham might come on the Gentile through Jesus Christ that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I like it. Covenant terminology. Look at, look at Galatians 3.29. Y'all know this stuff, but you got to see this. 3.29 says what? You're going to see it in a minute. I could even go back to 15 in a minute and help you see this. And if it be Christ, if you be Christ, then you're what? Abraham's seed, and you are heirs according to the promise. The promise is the blessing, but I got news for you. The promise is the authority. Go back to 15, Galatians 3.15, because you got to see it's a covenant thing. It's all a covenant thing. The blessing was a covenant thing, and this is why, this is why God had to have Abraham, and that's why I got to talk about Abraham for a minute, okay? Because you got to understand Abraham, because God kept working with people. Go to Galatians 3.15, please. They'll look and they'll see it, okay? Look what he says. This is how the blessing of Abraham came. You guys got, you tracking? Everybody's tracking, right? You know, you with me? This is cool. I told him the other day, you know, I said, Grant, I didn't tell you this. I, did I tell you this, Lauren, about asking questions? I told mommy. I said, man, you know what would be really cool? And we can do this. I could do it on the run. Like, I'd like to know what some of you think. Was I telling you that? I'd like to know what some of you are thinking when I'm doing this. So what we'll do is somehow we'll do this, and then you can, like, tweet me your question about what I'm talking about, and I can answer it on the fly. I thought that'd be cool, wouldn't you? It was make it more interactive. I really like to have like everybody's face up there on that screen. You know, like Tony Robbins does, where he's got like nine million people's faces all over there. It'd be really cool. One of like Hollywood squares. I'm like, go ahead, contestant number three, tell me what you want to know. <laughs> Praise God. Be fun. But you know, some nut job will ask some whacked out thing like, who's David and Goliath's brother? I'm like, I don't know. Joseph. <laughs> Come on, I don't know. You know what I mean? So I won't be asking no crazy stuff. They use it. The, I like the idea when they tell me who's online, too. I like that, too, man. Just so I could pick on them. And, so I, you know what I mean? That was cool, too. Like, I could be more interactive. 
Because God knows I got to be more animated because I got spiritual ADD in a good way. Brethren, I speak after the manner of men. Now listen, it's big. Though it be a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man can disannulleth or add it thereto. Right? So now he starts talking covenant. Now let me tell you something about God. God, and this is big, okay? So God, Adam commits high treason. Everybody's got that. Lucifer came, Genesis 3, robs everything. Now God's like, great, what am I going to do? Now God's trying to find somebody in the earth to believe him. And he's working with people. He worked with Noah, right? Remember when Noah came? The whole story with Noah is eight people lived in the whole face of the earth. Everybody else died. Because rebellion against God. So Noah and the eight, right? The family, you know, they got in the ark, flooded the earth. God said, I'll never do it again. That's why they try to steal the rainbow because that's God's judgment. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the whole deal with that thing. You didn't know that? That's like spiritual because that was God's promise that he'll never flood the earth again. And really what it means is this. It's rebellion in its greatest form because it's saying there's no judgment. There's judgment on certain things. Not, we ain't going to flood the earth though. You know that? It's a bonus. This is where you come to church for. Bonus packs. Praise <laughs> I'm just trying to help you. All right? That's what it is. God ain't never going to flood the earth. He ain't going to do it again. Can you imagine having to build that boat with no power tools? What a nightmare. How many times would you imagine how he must be Jack? No one was Jack. Imagine sawing all those boards. He must be right. He's he, no one got to be ripped. We go to heaven, you're gonna know who Noah is. Be all buff, man. He's like he have no power tools. He built a boat for crying out loud. He put animals in there. You know what I mean? Animals. That's what that thing smelled like too. It probably stank. What a mess. Who thinks? Do you ever think of this stuff? I do. I'm whacked out. Whatever. Yeah, you go to church here. You're, it's safe. Trust me. I'm not crazy. Right? I might be a little out there, but you know what I mean? So imagine, can you imagine being on a boat with all those animals and eight people? Eight people from your family on a boat with a bunch of stinky animals. Wow. That must have been, that was not a cruise. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> that was not like, did you, get the, did you get the cabin cruise? Did you get the window? <laughs> nah, bro. <laughs> no, no cabin cruise here. It was pretty rough, right? So you got to go back to this. Understand? Now God's trying to find somebody to believe him, right? And he's he's working, and he finds Abraham. And why Abraham? I don't have an idea in the world, but why Abraham's Abraham's a man? But Abraham believes him. Now here's the wildest thing, okay? Because some of this stuff you gotta understand. Because when he came to Abraham and he wanted Isaac, all that stuff was type and shadow of everything he needed. And there's one number one reason. God wanted to get Jesus into the earth to undo everything Adam messed up. You got that? So now God, from the minute you got separated, is scrambling, if God ever scrambles, you know, trying to figure out how am I going to get into the earth because now he's banished from the earth. That's why when people say God can do whatever he wants in the earth, no, he can't. He needs the church. This is why it's a covenant, because we get access to heaven, he gets access to the earth. And I got news to you, you want to know why God is so gracious to let us go to heaven? Because he wants to come to the earth. Because he don't want none to perish, but wants everyone to come to everlasting life. See, this is what people don't get. They think, well, Jesus wasn't just a one-time event, guys. Crucifixion. He needed crucifixion so he could get access to the earth through the church so he can go get everybody. You know what I'm saying? This is why we got great responsibility to go win souls. Yes. You know? We got to be witnessing, man. We got to be talking to everybody, man. You don't know when the show is going to be over. And we don't want to leave nobody here, man. No, man. We got to go, like, go, go get aggressive about it. You know what I mean? Share your faith, you know? What if, what's worth people going to say? No, I don't want to hear it. What if they do? You know what I mean? What if they've been waiting for you? I just talked to somebody... Oh, the kids. It wasn't my kids. Young, young kids. These kids got so many questions about God. It's amazing. And you know what the funny part is? I said, God's not complicated. And he's not religion. And you know, these guys, they got that. I'm like, man, it's, it's just, it's, it's a purity. You don't realize how much you know, guys. You need to start sharing what you know. It's really important because these kids got a warped perception of God from society. And he's not that. It's almost like saying, like, 
man, Aaron, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know about that guy. I'm like, no, I know him, man. He's cool, man. You're going to love him, man. Just go hang out with him. But they're like, I heard all these things about him. You know, I don't think he's, I'm telling you, I know the dude, man. Go hang out with him. You're going to love the guy, man. You know what I'm saying? They got all these perceptions like, I can't get near God. I'm a little different or I'm a little out there. I'm like, man, God is, come on, man. He's ready for you right now. Come as you are, you know? And these, these kids don't feel like they can come to God because they got sold on this bill of goods, a garbage religion, man. No way, man. Just go tell them God's cool. I told them the other day. Who was cussing the other day and doing acting crazy? Oh, man, I went to the thing, and they're all, oh, my God. The guy had to tell him, hey, he's the preacher, man. Stop. I was like, no, nah, it's cool. Let it rip, you know? And they're like, what? I was like, no, man. I was like, look, I'm in your environment. It's cool. I it ain't gonna trust me. I don't got no virgin ears. I'm gonna be fine. Let's go. Right? And the guy's like, blankety blank. I'm like, yeah, cool. I said, I'll teach you how to get to heaven. You show me how to do this. And they're like, okay. I got a lot of questions for you. I told you this Sunday. I got a lot of questions for you. About what? About God. Well, the guy's sitting there going, beep. I should have to beep thing, you know? And he's like, I don't know about all that stuff with God. Beep. There was like a vernacular that you don't want to, can't say in church. I was like, no, nah, man, he's cool. He's down with all that. He's fine. And you're like, really? I was like, yeah, he's cool. He's big enough. He can handle it. Because they're trying to shock you. To, you know why they're doing this stuff to you? They're trying to buy the lie of religion. Because religion's lying to him and saying, you're not good enough for that church stuff. You know how hammered you are. You're smoking dope. You're acting whack. And you know what And then you show up like Jesus with Zacchaeus in the tree. Like, come on down, bro. Let's go hang out. I'll go to your house. Come on. What are you making? You know what I'm saying? And they're like, they're thrown off because you're supposed to judge me. Right. Now, I know I don't judge you. He didn't judge me. That's why I don't judge you. Right. Come off your pious horse, some of you, and go hang out with some sinners. I like them better. You know why? They tell the truth. Christians lie. <laughs> yeah, I like it. I like it, man. Straight as it can be. They're telling you, man, hey, we robbing, stealing. I was like, yeah, good, man. Just don't lie to me. Yeah, I'm robbing, stealing. I, did, I was like, you know, the one guy was, forget it. I get stories. I get, the pastor in the church is a very, I should write a book. You know what I mean? A book of like a day in my life. Like, oh yeah, man. Oh God. You know what I mean? I was like, you better stop that, man. <laughs> you get in trouble. But you know what I'm saying? Stop this. Go get around people, man. Go rub on people. So I got, that's why you got what you got. Give it away. It's like having a cure of cancer in your pocket and you hiding it from everybody. Go out there and give it away. That's a little bandwagon, but you know what I'm saying? That's why you got dominion. Because the devil's trying to keep them blind and lost. And he doesn't want them to see the true image of who they are. He's deceiving them. He says, the God in this world has blinded their eyes so they cannot see the light of the glorious gospel. But you got that image in you. Tell them, man. I don't know. I'm not probably doing a great job of doing it, but I'm going to try to start telling more people. So this covenant, so now you got to understand something. Well, why has he got to go through all the things he got to do? You ever ask yourself like Isaac, why you got to go up there? And that's weird, man. You got to go up there and kill your kid. The promise you believe God for, that's whacked. In the act by faith, it was good as him doing it in God's eyes. And he needed him to do it because he had to solidify the covenant because unless they're shedding a blood, a covenant can't be cut. And it's a blood covenant. And that blood of bulls and goats wasn't enough. You understand this? So this is why he needed these covenant terminology. Yeah, he did it with, he did it with the, the, the animal sacrifice, but it had to be what? It had to be human sacrifice and the shedding of blood. It couldn't be types and shadows. It, had, it was symbolic. So by faith, when he said, I will, with obedience, which would be crazy, he said, stop. I know where you're near where you need to be. And now because you would willfully do the act, I understand as faith. Now I'll credit to you for righteousness and I'll give you this thing of faith. And now we can get going because, because you were willing to give your son, now I can give mine. And when that opens your eyes, you see this, that he ratified a covenant made in blood. And now the next thing you see what? Abraham walking forward and becoming the father of faith and solidifying this covenant. Now this comes back to this. Look at 15. I speak after the men Though it what the manner of men, though it be a man's covenant, yet if it be confirmed, no man can disannul it or add it thereto. Now Abraham and his seed, Abraham and his seed, now to Abraham and his seed were promises made. The one Christ. 
to Abraham's seed where the promise is made. He saith not as in the seeds as many, but the one seed, the Christ. So everybody came out of that seed. And this I say, that the covenant that was confirmed before of God in Christ, the law which was 430 years after, cannot change it, can't disannul it. That it should make the promise of none effect. For, watch this. For if the inheritance be of the law, then it is no more promise. Can't work for it. But God gave it to Abraham by promise. See it? He said the law couldn't do none of this. The law is just a mediator. Watch 21. Is the law then against the promise of God? No. But if the law could have given life, then righteousness should have been by the law. Couldn't. But the scripture has concluded, everybody's under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore the law was our schoolmaster to bring us to Christ that we might be justified by faith. Why you say that? It's covenant terminology. So the covenant between God and Abraham, that's why we're called Abraham's seed. We all came in through the lineage of faith through that seed and that promise. What did we get? So we got a divine inheritance for Abraham. Why? Because he restored the blessing and he restored the authority that we lost because of his obedience through what was going to happen through Jesus Christ. You got this? So Jesus got it back. Why are you going through all this? Give you knowledge. Once you got knowledge, you got power. Without knowledge, you don't know how. Oh, Pastor Chris said, what good is that? You got to know why. I got a covenant, that's why. I got a covenant made by blood. This covenant cannot be changed. This ain't like earthly covenant. You jack around, you get in and out. Notice there's a blood covenant from God between mankind. And he gave you back authority and he gave you back dominion based upon what he did, not what you did. And you didn't get nothing because you got faith for it or you got, now you got to put faith in it. You didn't have to have faith to get it. You understand what I'm saying? Jesus got it for you through Abraham's obedience, but now you got to put faith in the blessing and faith in your authority. Otherwise, just because you got it, you're not going to access it. Does that make sense? You got to reprogram your head to this stuff. You got to reprogram your head to the blessing. You have to. You got to force yourself. You fight your mind. Renew your mind. Can't live by what I see. Got to live by what I believe. Okay? So why is that so important? Because if, if you don't understand what has ratified and rectified this position, you're going to be swimming. Why, how did I get it? Got it because of the new birth, but you got it because of your covenant rights. So what did he do? Because of what Jesus did, he put you back in Eden, put the blessing back on your life, and put dominion. Where did he get the dominion from? Genesis 1.26. Made in the image and likeness. So the fall took it away, and the resurrection put you back. Because of covenant rights. Why am I keep telling you covenant? Because I want you to stop stinking thinking it's your performance. Your performance got nothing to do with it. You're made righteous. You've been given authority. You've been given the blessing. Stop downplaying it because you look at your performance and go, well, you know, I don't perform. What perform? Perform what? You didn't get any of this stuff because you perform right. You know what I mean? By behavior, character, that'd be law. You got to buy faith. And once you figure out what you got, you'll stop acting like a ding dong and you'll start straightening up and you'll really start hitting it. Why? Because I'm a whole lot better than I think I am. Why would I be acting like somebody less than what I've been made? It's good. And you don't live without, you live above. And you don't let the devil push you around. You start pushing him around because you got dominion over him. Now this, this is big, Okay. Because you see that Roman centurion, remember, went there, look at, look at Matthew 8, 5. Now we can go here. Is that all right? Like you, you pull that in? So what, what gave me authority? What gave me, what gave me dominion? 
What gave, what, gave me, what, gave me, what gave me the blessing? Covenant. Now, I know it was Jesus, but how'd that all work out? I, I got a covenant. I got the blessing of Abraham. I got the authority back. I got the power back through the new birth. So you got to really separate yourself from what you were and step into what you've been made. You understand that? That'll, that'll, that'll break limitation off your life because you'll stop thinking in this and you'll start thinking like that. The world will open up because you're like going like, whoa, that ain't who I am. This is who I am. That's why that ding dong devil just wants to keep trying to tell you, look where you were. Look what you did. Look what you were. Look what you did. That ain't me. I'm not that. I'm a new creature in Christ. Never been one like me before. Why is he trying to, he's trying to taint the image and the likeness of what God looks like when you were made in the image and likeness of God? So what he's doing, he questions your character to try to ruin your image. He is the accuser of the brethren. Day and night, for the throne of God. Got nothing better to do. Accusing you. Jesus said, not of blood. You know, I wish you would have as much sense in me when having as much sense as Jesus does. You know what Jesus does? He's like, nah, look at the blood. He goes to that covenant every time you don't look qualified and goes, what's the mercy say? See, here's the, that mercy seat in the Old Testament where they would put the blood of bulls and goats. You understand all that? That's done because Jesus, that's where Jesus took his blood and he put it on that throne of grace. So you got a throne of grace. That's why everybody gets all, you know, wacky with the grace. Like, is grace bad? Grace is great. You kidding me? I'm a grace guy, man. Why? Because grace is just the ability of God on me, giving me power to do what I could not do by myself. So when, you, when the devil goes, oh, look, look what he's doing. The blood, he goes, Jesus goes, look at the blood. It goes, forgiven. Thank God for the blood. Yeah, now that's what makes me, what, perpetually cleansed. So stop like, well, the devil ain't going to listen to me. Yeah, he is. Now here's the problem. You got to keep your mouth in line with Jesus. The minute you step out of God, you step out of your true identity and look like a man and a woman. Stop it. That's why you can't say nothing different than the Bible says because you tell on yourself. Man, you ain't even ready for me tonight. That's when the devil goes, oh, look, it is Jerry. Oh, it is Keith. No, man. You see what I'm saying? When you start talking natural, the devil goes, found him. Because he knows, he's smart to know. Jesus, only, he's scared of that word. So the minute you go, I can, he goes, oh, there's Anthony. I was wondering where he was. Because he looked like, Evan looked like Jesus, walked like Jesus, talked like Jesus. And Evan said, I can't. He said, oh, there he is. I found that joker. Big old tall thing. I found him. Man. Come on, you know, don't, do you, bet, I'm, you think I'm kidding? No, nah, just say what Jesus said. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Looks like Jesus. Amen. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Sound like Jesus. Don't, don't give up. Don't give up your mouth. And then everybody say, you crazy. Back in the day, we used to be confession cops. You know, woo, you can't talk like that. And then church people look wacko. You know what I mean? Like you people are whacked. You know what I'm saying? Like you guys are all whacked because you didn't know why. Nobody taught us this. Why do I got to talk like this? Now you know why. See why? See why? You call those things that be not? Because I'm made in the image of likeness. Oh, this jerked up church nonsense. Tell me how you feel. Oh, shut it. That's the problem we got these kids. That's the problem with these kids. Because these nitwits in the school and all these wackadoos. What do you feel today, Tommy? It's a God's honest truth. You know, I told them the other day, they asked me, how do I feel? I said, I feel like a really, 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 really rich old guy that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. Praise God, I guess that's what I am. I'm just going to go to ATMs and just start sucking money out of it. Are you kidding me? This is nuts how you feel. I had a conversation with the kids at the house. I was like, you are not allowed to tell anybody in the world how you feel. Now, listen, go slow. What do you mean? You can't emotionally... You can talk about it, but you can't live out of it. You can visit it, but you can't stay here long. Feel? You got to filter your feel through the word of God. That's the reality of it. 
Oh, you know, you're too marked. That's why I don't want to come here. To go down the street. Because you're not going to let me verbalize how I feel. I don't get to verbalize anything how I feel. I don't even have an opinion for crying out loud. You're not allowed to get one when you become a Bible walker. Because Well, how, how do you feel? Like punching somebody in the face. Can I do that today? No. So I got to walk in love. Great. Wonderful. How do you feel? Like taking my car. Whoa, that's psychedelic. Jesus just said amen. Come on. Did you see that? Tim, get on that. I don't know what that was. That was either Jesus, the Holy Ghost, or this. Oh, my. Right? God's giving me an amen. It made the lights go, whoa. Right? No. What do I feel like doing sometimes? Taking my car and just, just riding over all the other cars that don't know how to drive right. You ever feel like that? And Jesus is like, no. Got to have patience and long suffering. Great. I didn't want that. I didn't like any of that. I hate patience. I don't even want to grow that fruit. I told the Lord one day, I don't need that fruit. Because, you know, patience is a fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Eh, I could go with them. Long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You know, patience. Patience. I don't need that fruit. I was like, no. You're like, how many like, like, do you like all fruit? Like, I don't. Like, I'm not a big, like, Liz likes blackberries, you know, blackberries. Every time I eat those things, they get stuck in my teeth. I was like, I hate those things. You want to eat those things? I don't like, you like them? Yeah, I can't stand that, right? That's a fruit I don't want to eat. So I said, patience, there you go. I don't want to eat that fruit. See? But it doesn't work because once you don't pray for it, God makes you get them. So whatever, I'm trying. Guys, we work with me a little bit. I got four minutes. Come on, right? You understand what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? Let me take this other part because you read about the centurion. I told you last night. That guy, the moment he accepted the lordship of Jesus, let me read it. Let's just stay here, right? Because... You can give me five minutes. And when Jesus entered, eight, five, you got to understand the lordship. Most people you and I meet have not made Jesus Christ the Lord of their life. He saved them, but he ain't Lord. I'm telling you, man, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven, but he ain't Lord. The minute he becomes Lord, you don't have no opinion about nothing no more. You just apply your life to the word of God. Now, I'm not saying it, 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 it's happening overnight, but when he becomes Lord, that's how, that, that's how that centurion broke through. That's what God told me last night. Remember I told you? And when, he, and when Jesus entered Capernaum, that centurion came to me and said, Lord, I got a servant home. He's sick, man. He's messed up. He's tormented. And he, Jesus said, I'll come in here. The Lord said, centurion answered him and said, Lord, I'm not worthy for you to come. Just speak the word. It'll be done because I understand authority. What did he do? He, he deep, whatever, this is what he did. The moment he saw Jesus, whether he had full revelation, because he couldn't have really had full revelation, because you wouldn't come and ask the guy about healing your servant if you really knew who Jesus was. So maybe there's a little bit like it was a question, but he knew he had the capacity, but he didn't know he would do it for him. So you can't really say the guy was like, I think he's a one-time hearer, to tell you the truth. I don't think he was like a multiple hearer. I just think he heard this guy, Jesus, could do really cool things. So he went to him and gave it a shot. That's how I feel it was. I don't think he was a multiple hearer. I think he was a one-time hearer. That's why I don't buy that faith comes by hearing, 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 Guy heard one time and he's got greater faith than anybody walking the face of the earth. Why? Because he put the lordship in real quick. And I think it was, it was authority. He understood authority, but he said, here's what I'm going to tell you, bro. That's slang for whatever comes out of that guy's mouth in the next minute, I'm subjecting myself to no matter what it costs me. That's the authority guy. And he made him lord and he subjected himself. And he said, whatever he says, and he said, once he said he would, I don't care what you do now, because you could come to my house, spit in my eye, kick me in the face, just say it, because I know if you said you'll do it, it is done, because I understand this. I'm a guy that's got authority, a different kind of authority, and when I tell somebody to go, they go. When tell somebody, military people understand it. Come, go, do. You don't, I, I had a military guy one time, and I said, he, he had a, um, the guy was a general, right? General, it's admiral, then general, I don't know how the all works. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I don't know. Well, the guy, general, general in the Navy. And I said, yeah, general. And then there's admirals, admiral above a general. I would think, I don't know, whatever. Admiral, general, whatever. He's one of those things, right? I said, have you ever gone to the guy and told him this? Hey, that's a great idea, but I don't think I'm going to do that. This dude laughed me in the face. He goes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. They tell you go and you just go. You don't act. No, you don't like it. You don't want to say nothing. I said, thank you. Cause I never went. I was like, thank you. I said, thanks for answering my question because I had a funny feeling. Guys that are under military authority don't get an opinion about what the general says. Amen. They just do. Yep. 
And when that guy said, whatever this dude tells me, dude, is Jesus, it's done. Because he made him Lord. Most people you and I know, and I'm not saying this to be mean, he has not become Lord yet. The moment he becomes Lord, all you got to say is what the Bible says. And, the, and this is what God, Jesus got me. Check this out. The moment you get to that position, when he said, you're Lord, and he came under, Jesus gave him his faith to get over. Yeah. I'm telling you, Jerry, I've seen it. He said, God told me this. I had to read it four times. He said, the moment this guy said, I'll come under whatever you say because I made you Lord, Jesus gave him his faith to get over. And he said, I never seen faith like this guy, not even in Israel. You dudes ain't packing that. Why? Because you get the faith of the individual or the word of God that you submit yourself to the moment you what? Say you're what? Postured right. If I told him, right, I go to the company tomorrow. This, he come in here. He said, he's running the show tomorrow. Guess what everybody at work does? They, he goes, hey, Pastor Chris is running the shop tomorrow. Everybody in here want to have a job on Monday? Do what he tells you to do. He leaves. I'm walking around going, I don't even know how to do this, bro. But, hey, I'm the boss today. You go there. You go do what you got to go do. You go do this. You go do that. Guess why? Because I what? Came under. He put me over. Now I got faith. I'm running the whole show. And anybody gives me a hard time, I'm going to get fired. Why? Because he just told him, if you ain't ready, you ain't working Monday. Same concept. Are you catching the concept? They put you over it. You come under it. Say whatever they say. Now you got faith to go over in it. That's what happens. So you come in and you submit yourself. Now look at this definition and you can play. This is beautiful. Now think of this. What is the lordship of Jesus Christ? It's when a person yields to the lordship of Christ, he or she acknowledges his ownership and gives up his own personal rights. Yielding to the lordship of Jesus also involves Total and unreserved obedience. If he is Lord of your life, then you're going to do whatever he tells you to do. See, you ain't got no more opinion about the word of God. You ready for this? Some of you ain't going to like this. You ain't going to try to go around the word of God. You ain't going to try to go around counsel. You ain't going to try to go around. So I had a guy call me up the other day. He goes, can you just give me some instruction? One of the guys that coach, he said, uh, if I call you, will you just give me instruction? I said, I don't know if I can get you one, if I can get it, but I mean, if that's what happens when you call, maybe. He said, all I need is instruction. I understand what he's saying. I'm one instruction away from changing my life. Can you maybe, like, can I call you and you give me instruction? I understand exactly what he's saying. I said, I don't know, when you call, maybe we'll get there, but I know what you're saying. And you got most people around you, they're trying to run away from instruction. Because why? I don't want to, nobody's going to tell me what to do. I'll submit myself to nobody. Knock yourself out. Have a great rodeo. And it doesn't work like that. It's anywhere, right? Who's the best employee you got? The guy that listens. Yep, right. Who's making more money on the job? The guy that problem solves, he listens. Yep. So it's the same thing in the kingdom, but you see what that Roman centurion did? He said, I, how many of you want authority? To get under the authority of the word of God with everything you got and don't think nothing different, don't say nothing different. Don't, now, listen, in private, listen, I don't want you to think like I'm an emotional jerk. I'm not very, I'm very, I, I'm not unemotional towards your needs. Do that in private with God in your prayer time. Pour out your heart. Tell him it stinks. Tell him you're hurting. Tell him you can't say it. But don't come out in public and start blabbing your mouth all over and have the enemy use those words against you. It ain't worth it. I'm telling you, it ain't worth it. That joker used every one of them against you because by your words, you're going to be justified and by your words, you're going to be condemned. And I understand. And get around some faith people because faith people understand. You ain't got to say nothing. I say, I know, I, I know what you're saying. Hey, this ain't easy. You call me up and say it ain't easy. I, I know what you're saying. Now, you can be transparent, but we're going to get back to the Word of God before the conversation's over. Because I don't want you to feel alone. Nobody's alone. But you got to get under that Lordship of Jesus. And the only thing that comes out, that's what the Bible says. It's going to make you, people don't like this. Because people want emotional response from you, and you're not going to give it to them. How many times Pastor Liz came to me in the early days with stuff and she probably could have been, oh my God, I don't even know how she put up with it. I was like, well, I remember in the beginning, you know, we, we, we didn't, it was growing. And it, recession, was that 07, whatever that was, 07, 08. Wait, man, the thing was, the economy tanked and we did great. And sometimes she's like, well, it was right there. I said, what are you going to do? I said, watch God. I said, I don't know. God will do everything. And he did it every time. But when you're in the office and you got that kind of office pressure and you come to me, and I'm like, oh, everything's going to be great. <laughs> don't worry. God's got it. 
And they were like, how's God going to get this? And he did it every time. And we didn't miss a beat. And we increased through the whole day. But at first, it buckles your knees a little bit. Like, what are we going to do? I said, God got it. He ain't never going to be a day later or a dollar short. And I was giving away money like it was crazy. I told them in the finance department, let it the Lord. I went in there. I called. I didn't even talk to all the board people back then because there was too many people on the board and now we got the full thing but I say hey, look I said I'll, I'll, I'll do it they'll do it we got to give away this every week it'll come in it's got to go out and then they're like well we better call whoever we got I said call them all tell them that's what's going down I called a bishop new JJ new everybody that's on the board new back then and I got doc advising from another point everybody knew I said doc wasn't here then I said that's what we're giving out I said I don't care if, if the church don't got it I'll, I'll take up the difference it's going out the door every month every week right I'm not bragging I'm just telling you what happened why I didn't know why God pressed me he said you better get that seed flying out of here I said okay I didn't know that thing was coming when he's Lord he's Lord the heck I can't take nothing out of here bro he's Lord he's Lord if he ain't Lord he ain't Lord I said okay and that thing hit. It was a beat. We fasted that year. Never fasted before. Remember that? Gave a first fruit. We never, I didn't even know what a first fruit was. We went to, remember we went to uh, Christmas. We went to Kentucky and Bob Rogers in there talking about fast 21 days. And so was, I was like, fast 21 days? I Nah, bro. I fasted 21 minutes, bro. I like to eat, dude. And on the ride home, because we drove, I was like, fast 21 days? I never fast 21 days in my life. Fast 21 days. We give a seed. I was like, this, dude. Christmas, man, we were killing it. I kept driving home. God said, fast and pray for 21 days and get the church behind it and be ready and sow your best seed. I said, oh, here we go. Thanks a lot, bro. Right? Great vacation. And I said, okay, guys, I came back. You guys were with me. I said, we're going to fast. We're going to pray 21 days. We're going to give our best. We did that in January and in July when the country tanked. All that seed was laid up. All that stuff was going. Everything was happening. And everything was up. And we increased. I'm, I'm not that smart. Neither are you. Get under his lordship. He'll start telling you things you need to do before it gets. I'll show you things to come before they even show up. See what I'm saying? And I've missed it a million times. But you see what I'm saying? When he's lord, when you hear, you go, hey, let me follow that instruction. What was that? You think I wanted to do that back then? No. You don't want to do it now sometimes. But now, after 20-something years, you're like, dude, I don't, now I, God, are you sure you really, because I don't want to miss doing it. When before I was trying to get away from it, because I thought it was going to cost me something. Now I go, God, please, 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 please give me instruction. Because I just want to be where I need to be. Because how many know when I'm following you, the closer I follow you, the better it is? Because I've been out of your will and ain't no fun. I, I've been ahead of you and it ain't no fun. I want to be exactly where I need to be. And even if it's uncomfortable, put me there. Because if it's the best place for me, I want to stay there. How you get there? Pain. That guy, Sam Chan, wrote that book. Leadership Pain. Everybody should probably read it. He said, I, I look, and he got all the big ones. Preachers. Count, coaches, a lot of those guys. He said, I figured out what the greatest threshold of leadership is. It's not your IQ. It ain't your HQ, your QQ. You got all these Qs, you know what I mean? IQ's your head, and is there another current thing? Got them all these IQ, you know, you know what I'm talking about? It's not like you're just your intelligence. You got you got all these Qs, man. Like you got capacity Qs and all these things. You got no, nah, it ain't that. I don't I should be in GQ, yes. Um, Jerry just gave me that free. That was free. That was pretty quick. Thanks, Jerry. Still got to do that thing with the fishing because last time I outfished you, we'll talk about that later. But all his capacity, right? Great visionaries. All, he said, I, I studied leaders and he said, that wasn't it. He said, I figured out what the greatest attribute of great leaders in the body of Christ. I think he even looked at like corporations, everything. He said it was their threshold for how much pain they could endure was the catalyst to be a great leader. Isn't that crazy? And I mean, he's got the big boys, you know what I mean? The guys that are really like, you know, 30, 40, 50,000 people, 18 million campuses, hundreds of guys, all the guys you know and watch on Instagrams and stuff. He got them all. He said, I figured out what it is. Their leadership capacity was based on the threshold of pain they could endure. 
Hey, sign up now, right? He's like, oh yeah, let's start a call. <laughs> How much pain? <laughs> you think like somebody should get a somebody should get like somebody should get like a wrench and like squeeze your finger. Okay, you're done. You done. Not like you know, but I mean, you know what I'm saying. It's not like physical pain, but how much can weight can you carry to become a great leader? Isn't that crazy? And that is the determining factor. He wrote it in the book. See what I'm saying? So once you start getting pain, what do you start doing? You start making quick decisions with God. I don't want. I'm not staying out there, and I'm not staying out in unforgiveness. Are you crazy? I forgive the Antichrist if it comes down to it. Why? It costs me too much to walk out of love. Man, I, Brother Hagen scared me. He was there. And he said, remember when he said that thing about walking out of love? And you know what really got me? Pastor Hagen said this, and boy, this is not the testimony of my life. He said, I never seen my father walk out of love a day in his life. That's a test, Pastor Hagen, I remember that. He said, I never seen my father, Kenneth Hagen, step out of love a day in his life. That's a great testimony. My kids do not know that testimony. <laughs> not proud to say, but you know what I'm saying? But that's a great attribute. But I never forget that. Brother Hagen said, if you knew much, it was, he said this, it scared me. He said, if you knew how much it was costing you to take one step out of love, you'd never do it a day of your life. Because faith works by love. And if something's wrong with your faith, you might want to check your love walk. Whoa. So stay in love. I don't want, I want to have an opinion. I don't want no stinking opinion. I forgave you before you did it. That's a big one. You know, I want to have this. I, you know, I don't think the Bible's like that. That's what they try to do, get you to co compromise. I ain't compromising the Word of God. I don't care who gets mad about it. That's what the Bible says. You might not like my Bible talk, but guess what? That's what it is. I'm not trying to cause an argument, but I'm not going to disconnect from God to keep people happy, and neither should you. Amen? Come on, stand up on your feet. You did great tonight. Got it? Got some stuff in you? Let me pray for you right there. You ready? Come on, you guys can do this. You know what's up. I pray for you. Father, I just thank you for each and every person here. I thank you, Lord, for the authority that's upon their life. I thank you for the supernatural success that you have for them. I thank you for the miracle work and power that's working in them. Father, I thank you for everybody watching online. I thank you for the faithfulness to watch. I thank you for people watching this years, people watching this 20 years from now. God, I thank you for the same anointing here is the same anointing there, touching their life, changing their life. And let this authority change and transform their life forever. And let this anointing become a revelation to them in each and everything they do. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Praise the Lord. You guys did great, man. Put your hands together. Jesus is awesome. I'll see you Sunday morning, 9 and 1030. God bless you. Get out of here. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.